Figs, a relationship expert and couples therapist in San Francisco, and this is Empathy with Figs, your go-to podcast so you can learn how to feel more connected in your relationship. I help people stop fighting, make up quicker when they do get in fights, and then communicate better and snuggle each other after having a yucky, disconnected moment. In today's show, we're going to talk all about the different emotional bonding styles, or what's scientifically known as attachment styles. So the first thing I think we should probably jump into is just a very quick refresher. If you've never listened to one of my podcasts before, you're not familiar with this term attachment or or the actual body of scientific research called, um, you know, attachment theory. So, so, so attachment theory is the best theory we have of what love is. And in short, love is an emotional bond. We need to be emotionally bonded with another human being from our first day on earth to our very last day, right? It's not optional. It's just part of our biology. Basically, because of the way we're built, human beings, right? We have to be born like so much earlier than other mammals. You know, our heads are so big because we're standing upright. So all all of that stuff basically means that you're born like, you know, at least one trimester, if not two or three trimesters earlier than other mammals. And so you're useless when you're born. You are useless. You can do nothing for yourself. So what was the, you know, evolutionary solution to that? It was, well, let's, let's make sure that this, you know, person that just gave birth to you or some primary caregiver is also built biologically that they're going to want to bond with you, quote unquote, attach with you, and that you guys are going to, you know, emotionally bond with each other. So we're built to want to attach with little babies. Oh, look at how cute they are. It's also why we love puppy and cat videos on YouTube. Oh, look at their big eyes, right? But um, anyway, so, so we're built to want to bond, right, with babies. And also as a baby, we're built to know, yes, you, I know you're not a baby right now if you're listening to this, but you're still a baby inside when it comes to love. I don't care what you say, right? So am I. But basically, when you're a baby, and for the rest of your life, your body is built to react if it looks like the person you need to be emotionally bonded with to feel you're safe and loved and secure in the world if they're not available to you or it seems like they're looking at you like you're not enough for them. You're going to freak out. It's going to hurt, right? Now that is the essence of what love is. Love, connection, emotional bonding is so important. It's going to hurt when it's not there. And what attachment styles are all about are the way you respond and react when that bonding that you need so much because you're a human being is not there for you. So here's what we're going to do in this episode, right? And it's a lot of information, so I'm going to try and get through it without blabbing on too much. Um, So here's what we're going to do. I want to give you this understanding of attachment styles in a way that's actually useful Part of what drives me crazy in the books about attachment styles and when experts talk about it is usually 
the information gets disseminated in a way that then helps people categorize themselves, pathologize themselves, basically make themselves wrong or bad or, oh, look, I just found out what's wrong with me in love and relationship. When the whole point of using this information, from my opinion, is from my perspective, is that you can learn how to love yourself and love other people and see that everybody in the world actually makes sense in matters of love and relationship and how they interact with all human beings on the planet. You make sense, your partner makes sense, and all the people around you actually make sense. So come here, if you use this information you're gonna learn in this podcast today as a way to beat yourself up, judge other people, I'll come find you. No, basically, you know, I, I can't stop you doing that. But the goal is to give you this information in a way that maybe it'll help you be kind to yourself, love yourself, and be kind and love other people, especially that special, significant other in your life. So, so here's what I'm going to do. I want to try, before we actually get into naming the attachment styles, right, I want, let's, let's, we're going to try and explain it through this idea that imagine your heart right? And every human being's heart, right? There are basically two sides of wounding in love. There's two sides of your heart. And on one side of your heart, there is the potential to get wounded in love in emotional abandonment. And that is a big word and it's a scary word. But just think of it this way. One side of your heart can feel the pain, anytime you seem like you're not important to your partner, you're not a priority to them, you can't rely on them to be there for you, like you just can feel like you yourself are too much, you're too needy, they're like typical judgments of someone that has more access to the side of their heart that can feel abandoned. And then the other side of your heart that can feel wounded in love is the side that can feel rejection. Now, rejection's kind of a big word too, right? In terms of its emotional impact. I don't mean that in an insulting way. It's a big word. But but like, so on that side of your heart, right, you can feel the pain of not being good enough for your partner. You can feel like, oh no, I'm a disappointment to them again. Or geez, am I going to do something that they're going to be, I'm going to be in trouble again. Oh, it looks to me they're unhappy with something. Oh no, right? So the people that have more access to the wounding, on this side of the heart where they can feel rejected, can often feel like they're not enough deep down inside, even if they don't have conscious access to it. And they just don't want to be in trouble. This is kind of something, you know that expression, and I do not like this expression, so I'm not endorsing it, right? Happy, happy wife, happy life. Right. You, someone that actually believes in that expression, right? They probably have more wounding or more access to the wounding of the side of the heart, the, where they can feel more rejection. So I want you to remember those two sides of, of wounding and love, the ability to feel abandoned and the ability to feel rejected. Ow. Because you're a human being, you actually do have to have the ability to feel abandoned and rejected. If you didn't have it, 
right? There'd be something actually biologically wrong. So this is the whole point. Don't be judging yourself if you ever feel the pain of feeling abandoned and love, like you're not a priority to your partner. And don't be judging yourself if you ever feel like you're not enough or you feel rejected. You, it's like biologically essential that you can feel those things, right? Otherwise, like you'd be in big trouble. A big part of your mechanism to make sure that you stay alive, that you survive, would actually be broken. So, remember the two sides. You can feel abandoned. You can feel rejected. Okay? So, here's the thing. Depending on which side of wounding you have more access to, are you more likely to feel abandoned? Are you more likely to feel rejected in moments of disconnection and relationship? Your body, your organism is sending out what I like to call sentinels. And I, I always, you know, because I think of the matrix. Remember like those little like sentinels looking for Neo and Morpheus? And those, I don't even know what the hell those mad tubes were that they were um, flying around in. But anyway, so your body is going to be sending out these sentinels right? And if you got more access to the abandoned side of your heart, like I really need to know I'm a priority, that I'm special to you, the entire time, even if you're not consciously doing it, your body's going to be asking of your partner, are you there for me? Am I a priority to you? What about now? And if ever the sentinel comes back with the message, alert, alert, it looks like the answer is no, they're not there for you, you can't rely on them, you're not a priority, you're biologically going to react. Your limbic system is going to flip out, your amygdala and hypothalamus, your brainstem is going to get all threatened, and you're going to protest, right? And then the same is true if you have more access to the rejected side, right? That you're going to send out the sentinel all the time. Your body's sending out like these feelers just going, are you happy with me now? Is everything okay? Uh, I'm not in trouble, right? Like um, you're just constantly sending it out consciously or unconsciously. So with that, we get to what are the four main attachment styles emotional bonding styles, as I like to call them. So the first one I'll talk about is like when you have more access to the pain of feeling abandoned in love, you would, it's technically called anxiously attached, right? Or in emotionally focused therapy, which I'm a certified emotionally focused therapist. And, you know, I'm biased, obviously, but I think it is the best way to help couples uh, feel more connected. We call someone that is more anxiously attached, the emotional pursuer. And in the empathy quiz um, that I created, we actually call the person that has more access to feeling abandoned or feeling like they're not a priority to their partner. We call them the relentless lover. So, so if you're anxiously attached or you're a relentless lover, yeah, you, you have more of this pain whenever you feel like you're not a priority and you're going to react, right? And the chances are, you might do this, but the chances are you probably react by doing some version of blaming and complaining, right? So the second one, right, if you've got more access to the side of your heart that can feel rejected, technically that's called avoidantly attached and an emotionally focused couples therapy, we would call that person in a relationship, the 
emotional withdrawer. And in the empathy quiz, if you uh, have taken or will take the empathy quiz, we call the person that in relationship that is more access to the pain of feeling rejected, we call that person the reluctant lover. Um, and again, so someone that's more access to feeling avoidantly attached or is the reluctant lover, they will probably react to moments of disconnection by, as avoidant would suggest, or reluctant lover would suggest, they will pull away, shut down, get defensive, when really the only reason they're doing it, that's just the way they protest, when they're disconnected. So they're the two, right, like, you know, of those two sides of the heart. And then the other two of the four are just um, matters of the degree of the amount of wounding you have on the anxious and avoidant sides of your heart. So, securely attached refers to this group of people that exist in the world somewhere, right, that actually don't feel a tremendous amount of pain of feeling abandoned. And even if they did feel it, even if they did feel like I'm not a priority to my partner, or I feel like I'm not cared about, they can recover very quickly and get back into connection. You could say that the job that I do in my office with couples is I help people go from feeling anxiously attached or avoidantly attached to feeling securely attached with each other so that they do still get in fights, but they're able to recognize it's happening, repair the disconnection, and then get back into yummy, scrumptious, snuggly, securely attached connection with each other again. And then, like I said, the last one, it was like a matter of degree, it's very similar to securely attached in that the person has, if you are what's called disorganized attachment, right? If you have disorganized attachment, it basically means you have almost the same, you have equal access to the pain of feel abandoned, the pain of feeling abandoned and the pain of feeling rejected. But where securely attached is, you just have a little bit of both. Disorganized attachment is you have a lot of both. So you can feel the pain easily of feeling, I'm just not a priority to my partner. Where are you? Why aren't you there for me? But then you can also, your partner, let's say your partner like realizes it and like goes like, oh, damn, I totally get it. Can I try and make up? Can I give you a hug? And then you're like, no, I don't want you to hug me. And then you pull away, right? So it's really confusing. If you're disorganized, you have disorganized attachment, like on the one hand, you're still really, really longing for closeness because you can feel a lot of pain inside when you're not a priority or you don't feel cared for by your partner. But it's also very hard for you to stay in connection and you pull away when connection is actually on offer or when there's a possibility and an opportunity to repair. So why would someone end up feeling um, more disorganized in their emotional bonding styles? Usually that happens when there's been a lot of trauma. And I wanna be clear about what I mean by trauma is when there's been a 
big moment or a series of moments in their life or in this particular relationship you're in where you have felt really hurt. It felt seemed like someone really wasn't there for you and it was so painful that it made it hard to believe anyone would ever be there for you again. Or you felt so shamed and so, you know, not enough or both that it's just really, really hard to trust that you could repair connection with someone after there's been a disconnection in your relationship. So there's the four, right? You can be securely attached where you just like, yummy, yummy. So what? We have a moment of disconnection, but I can give myself and you a chance to repair, right? And get back into connection. You could be anxiously attached, which is basically where you know, yeah, you've got more access to feeling like abandoned or you're not a priority in your relationship. And all you really want is to feel this scrumptious connection with your partner. The we is much more important than the I to you. And then there's this avoidantly attached, which is you also do want to be connected with your partner, but you also just want to stay out of trouble. You just want them to be happy so you don't have to feel terrible about yourself inside. I just don't want to be in trouble. And then, of course, there's this last one, disorganized attached, which is where you have a lot of access to the wounding on both sides of the heart. You can feel the pain of being abandoned and you can feel the pain of being rejected. And it makes connection just kind of hard, not impossible. I want to be really clear. And it also can be a very, very beautiful thing that if you have access to like a lot of wounding on both sides of the heart, you can be a crazy, amazing, sensitive person that can have so much empathy and compassion for other people. Uh-oh, am I just like disclosing who I am? <laughs> am I like, do I have disorganized attachment? Well, we'll get into that right now, right? So, so this is the interesting thing, right? 70 to 80% of couples that ever come to couples counseling, one person has more access to the side of wounding and love that where they can feel abandoned, that they're quote unquote anxiously attached and their partner has more access to the side of wounding in their heart and love of being avoidantly attached where they can feel rejected, right? So that's the most normal dynamic there is right? Where one person is like, why aren't you making me a priority? How come you always want to do other things other than be with me or be with our family? And then the other partner, right, that has access to the rejected part, right? They're at the avoidantly attached is like, oh my God, are you kidding me? I'm in trouble again. Like, are you ever happy? Right? So, you know, that, that's probably an over-dramatization. I'm an over-actor. But, um, but, but yes, so that an anxious and an avoidant relationship is absolutely the most common dynamic there is in relationship, right? So if you are a couple and you go like, we're just so different, good, good, great, you're different, great, because together you create this perfect whole together you provide balance but you do need to have the right lens and that's what this show is all about to be able to make sense of those moments of disconnection so you can see the only reason that you're hurting and protesting is because you mean so much to each other okay so 
so look, as I alluded to, like, am I, am I disorganized? Am I, do I have a disorganized attachment style or am I securely attached, right? It's interesting, right? So in my relationship with my wife, Teal, we actually call our own relationship dynamic, we call our relationship the dueling Geminis, like, you know, like swords at, at dawn, uh, dueling. Um, and the reason we, we call it that is because a lot of times a fight will start off or I'll start off the one, being more the, the anxiously attached one that I'm feeling like, why aren't you there for me? And I'll be a little blamey and complainy. And she'll feel really bad inside, like she's let me down and she'll be more avoidant, right? But then I see that she's avoidant and she's hurting and then I feel terrible about myself. And then so I flip then to the more avoidant part, right? And so then I shut down and I'm unavailable because I'm feeling terrible that I've, you know, hurt her feelings by being all complainy pants that I can do. And then she sees me shut down and now she's got more access to the abandoned part, right? The anxious part. And now she starts coming towards me and all like, where are you? Where are you? Where'd you go? Where'd you go? And so that's what we like. We... Both my wife and I have a lot of access to, to both sides of the wounding in love. So because of the amount of work I've done and she's done and that this is what I do all day long, I have transformed all of that wounding inside of my heart. I want to be clear when I say transformed. I don't mean I fixed it. I don't mean it's gone away. But I've transformed the places inside me that feel abandoned and the places inside me that feel rejected into empathy and compassion for myself, for my wife, for you, for your partner, and for everybody walking around the streets. Right, because we're all the same. We all have these feelings, this pain inside us because we're human beings. But let me be very, very clear. I'm not perfect, right? <laughs> Obviously, hello, right? But I still have moments where I get reactive and become Mr. Blamey Pants, or I get reactive and I become Mr. Shutdown, you know, unemotional, avoidant rock face. But I eventually recover. And I come back to see, like, mm, it was just because I was hurting because I felt like you weren't there if I was being Mr. Blamey Pants. Or I recover when I become, like, you know, stone, still face, rock face man, and all shut down. And I'm able to re-engage with Teal, my wife, and tell her, look, I just shut down. I wasn't available because I just hurting so much when it seems like I've, I've hurt your feelings. And I don't know what to do to make it better. So... Are we secure or disorganized? What I would say to you is don't worry about it. I wanted to explain these attachment styles to you so that you can have a better understanding in general of the human condition. You're human. If you have moments of feeling abandoned or you're not important enough to your partner, don't you dare call yourself needy. If I ever hear you say that about yourself, I'll get over there right now and I'll give you some fierce love to help you love that part of yourself up. That's the best part of who you are that can hurt so much because your relationship and your partner means that much to you. 
And if you ever feel rejected and feel like there's something wrong with you and you never get it right and you're just not enough for your partner, you are not weak. That is a beautiful part of you. Your relationship means that much to you that that's how much you're hurting inside. So please use this knowledge and information about emotional bonding styles, attachment styles, right? To love yourself, love your partner, love and attend to your relationship and then see all the other crazy stuff you see everyone else do in the world is just, how would you look at that person shouting and roaring on the street corner? Sure, they're only doing that because they're hurting inside because they don't feel connected to that person they're shouting at. Or look at that person shut down and they're totally ignoring their partner. Ah, ah, God bless them. They're only shut down because like it really, really hurts them to feel like they're a disappointment to their partner. There's nothing else fundamentally going on. All the other stories you can come up with, don't get distracted by it. Ultimately, the only thing you can rely on is biology. Everything else is an illusion. And what's happening on the level of our biology, you've gotten threatened when you're disconnected. And that's the only reason you and your partner and everyone else is protesting and acting out in ways that look kind of not very helpful. So don't judge yourself. Please don't judge your partner. And don't be going around labeling yourself as anxiously attached or avoidantly attached or disorganized attachment. Or even, like, to be honest, it's not even good if saying, like, you know, oh, I'm securely attached, right? Because I always worry about people that don't realize or have access to the ways they're imperfect, the ways they are hurting and wounded in love. Because actually, the thing that makes love work is your ability to show your partner, hey, when we're disconnected, it hurts. I do feel a twinge of uh, abandonment. When you're not here, it seems like I'm not, imp I'm not that important to you. Or I do actually feel bad about myself. I do shut down because it's so painful when it looks like you're upset with me. Hey, your ability to feel those things are what actually tells your partner that you love them. So don't be judging yourself or other people for feeling those feelings. That's the whole key to love, that you do feel it and you share it with each other. So again, do not use this information to pathologize yourself. You're lovable. Your partner's lovable. In fact, the way you hurt is the best part of who you are. So remember, the part of you that needs love the most is not a weak or needy part. It's totally normal and human to long for love, to feel bad in moments of disconnection. So go love yourself, be kind to yourself, be kind to your partner, be kind and love all of those special people in your life because they have raw spots, sensitive spots inside just like you do. Thanks for listening. I'm Figs and this is Empathy with Figs and there'll be a new show next week. Find me on social media. You can subscribe to this podcast or if you're watching it on YouTube or Facebook, subscribe to YouTube, like my Facebook page. And um, thanks. Till next time. The 
Empathy with Figs podcast and Who Are You in Love interview series are not to be confused with individual or couple psychotherapy. In this podcast, I provide coaching and content for informational and entertainment purposes only. Listening or watching this podcast cannot replace the specialized training and professional judgment of a mental health care provider. If you are experiencing a medical or psychiatric emergency, please call 911 or reach out to your medical doctor.